Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to the episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. I have on the show today the experts over at Live Video Pro and sorry, Live Streaming Pro. (laughs) I can talk and read at the same time, guys, I promise. It's just really early where I'm at today. And anyway, we're talking... with Laura and David, and I am so excited to have them both on the show. I actually met Laura through David, and I've known David for years and years and years, way back in the old school days of Facebook when it was still getting started for just the everyday person. He actually had this fantastic business called Hubsy, where they helped you make Facebook landing pages. And as social media changes, so do professionals, and now they are just killing it with live video. So today we're going to be talking with you guys about what is live video, how you can be using it and what you should be doing with it, especially going into the new year. David is used to be a CEO of a tech startup and learned that he doesn't need the corporate environment to make things happen. He likes helping brands and themselves build real relationships with their customers. He also really enjoys technology on a super geeky level, which is just one more reason that I super love him. Uh, Laura has created over 4,000 videos with over a billion views using video and live streaming shows. She's appeared on CNN, NBC, Fox, NBC, CSNBC, ABC, and BBC. It's a lot of letters. She must have been in the military at one point. (laughs) Uh, She's also worked in live video with top brands like AT&T, Samsung, GoDaddy, and Panasonic. And they are just kind enough to grace us with their presence today and make sure that we know what we're doing. So welcome the show guys thanks for having us i'm so excited um like i said i've known david for a very long time so but why don't you guys maybe warm us up a little bit with what we didn't cover in your bios and you know why video is so important to you well so i mean from a live video perspective obviously video is taking over the world right and especially the marketing world uh but live video is so freaking important at the moment to really pay attention to because as a business, really consumers are able to make the choice um, about who they spend their money with in a much bigger way these days. And when you do live video, especially as a local business, you can make massive improvements and create a celebrity-like experience through live video that gets people to know, like, and trust you, gets people to feel connected to you and invested in your business. Well, because live video is more raw than regular video because you're getting a glimpse of people because there's no cut, break, whatever. So (laughs) yeah, no edit. Multi-shoot, nice lighting, editing, audio fixing. It's just Full of all of your flaws, but all of your goodness at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. I think, you know, from from a sales perspective, like people have said over and over and over for us that the reason they became customers is because they could see our flaws. And that is a powerful statement, right? When we think about it in the, in the past, uh, we want to present our best self and still you want to present your best self, but you want to be vulnerable and open about who you really are. And, you know, 
me on uh, I say I say things wrong all the time like I try and say like a common phrase and I I screw it up and that's just me as a person and people are able to see that and they connect with it because people like to follow humans mm-hmm. well so and and in the live uh, streaming world she focuses on strategy uh, and the techniques to, to bring people in and build that community where I, on the other hand, I'm the technologist. So I focus on making the tech easy and, and more. So it's not intimidating because a lot of people, you know, you think of cameras, you think of microphones and lights and you can get very intimidated. You don't know what to get. So I go through and test things and then come up with budget friendly uh, things to recommend for people that I've tested uh, to kind of like take that fear of the tech away because I think, you know, that that is one of the most important parts of streaming is the tech, but it doesn't have to be scary. And I think a lot of people are scared of it. And that's why they might not do it. It stops them. It stops mm-hmm. them all the time. The fear of being on camera yeah. and the fear of the tech. Yeah. Yeah. People always forget that they have a camera in their pocket all the time, but yeah. especially, especially as they get better and better. I know, again, I follow David, so I know he's paying attention to all this stuff. And we were just talking the other day about camera phone cameras and have the ones that we like the most. And, you know, with the new iPhone 10 and the LTV 30, there's so many fantastic cameras out there. Mm-hmm. There's no reason I think for people not to be using video. Our, our thing is the best streaming device or camera is the one you have on you, yeah. you know, so you can do, you can do just as good with a phone. You just have to have the strategies in place. So the strategy is most important uh, and there are different strategies that go with what we call. So we have what we call the four levels of live streaming and level one would be with your phone. Level two is with web-based uh, softwares like BeLive and things like that. And Crowdcast, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, level three is with software uh, with like USB more based devices and stuff like that. Then level four, which is like the pro level is a dedicated machine where you're getting very high tech with multiple cameras, graphics and all the other stuff. And so we just kind of like to try to walk people up those levels. So you start at what level you're at, you know? So if you got your phone, you start at that, but you put those strategies in place and then work your way up the levels. If that's your thing. I mean, some people never have to get to that level. But. Right. Some people may never do a level three or four, but if you want to do like a consistent weekly show, then you should be striving for a level three or four. Um, and that way you can have graphics on screen. You can present a really credible uh, visual that builds trust immediately without you even saying anything mm-hmm. because people put put weight and trust into professionalism mm-hmm. uh, and that's just the way our brains have been trained for hundreds of years and so that that's really important to realize and so regardless of you're using your phone or, or computer you want to strive for the best possible that you can however and, and for the, your phone you can use what we call mo, uh, pro hacks which is a way to get better mobile live streams but regardless of you're using like if you do the weekly live show and that's from your level three or four you have a consistent day and time then you always 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 will use a level one still because you're uh you want to use what we call life streams and that's outside of your weekly show it's more raw it's fun you're taking people behind the scenes of your world uh, and inviting them along for the journey of what you do and how you go and run your business and who you are as a person so take them to the zoo with you. Or mm-hmm. Well, and the- we have, we have barbershops using this. We yeah. have a lady that does litigation support. 
there's a, a pizza shop. So there, we have a lady that works with local businesses in Canada and there was a pizza shop and they were doing okay. They started doing a weekly live stream and now the place is packed all the time because they're targeting right. They're doing their social media right all around live streaming and live streams, bringing people in, showing how the pizza's made and you know just having fun with it. And so we see it working on a local level for, for what you would consider a boring, like financial advisors and stuff. You would consider that boring and that you would have nothing to show people. But thinking outside of the box, like what the barber is doing um, in Canada is he's showing the conversations that people have in the chair, which that's where, you know, it's like where you go to the bar and you tell your stories and people connect. He's doing that and he's getting stories out of people in the barbershop. So you, there's always a way to think outside of the box for doing a live streaming show uh, on a regular basis that just gets the community uh, to see what you're doing because you can go in and really target um, who's seeing those live streams so that it's not outside of your you know, your area or whatever. So the chef cool. at the pizza shop actually said that now that she walked now, when she walks through town or does run runs errands and things like that, she's literally become a little micro celebrity in mm-hmm. her town. Because hey, pizza lady. Like, yeah, I saw you on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> that's awesome. I think that that's something that, you know, sounds awesome, but I also probably a little intimidating too, at the same time, live is such a, a different idea. Because usually when you think back to like maybe an old demographic of people, you know, live was always the news. You know, it's always like live from Times Square, live from this place. And you're reporting something, you're telling, you know, a story still, but something that's happening right now. And so most people always have this like, oh, in order to do anything live, I have to have like all this media training and I have to run to school for it. And I have to look this certain way and, and be this certain way and and do these certain things. So a lot of people probably think that they're just not like able to do that. So for people getting started with live, how would you kind of encourage them? How would they get started? What does that look like for, let's say, you know, a chiropractor, a lawyer, a, a dentist, a roofer, like how, where, where do they get started? Like what's step one besides deciding to do it? <laughs> Yeah, definitely deciding to do it is is step one. Um, Step two is to take your phone out and uh, go live. So for the chiropractor, uh, you know, you could go live uh, from maybe your personal profile. If you need to start comfortable, if you're really uncomfortable, maybe you don't go live from your page right up front. Um, and you can do private streams or more comfortable streams for you until you get used to that process before you really push it out on your page. However, there's nothing wrong with starting on your page and kind of being that vulnerable person. Yeah, the vulnerability is what people are connected to because it it humanizes you and then there's a connection. And the thing is like, you know, with roofers or whatever, there's always something you could show. I mean, like even if you were showing unloading 100 pound bales of shingles, because those things are heavy. And I used to carry those things up a ladder and people don't see that stuff. So it's like bringing people into an environment that they never see. Like, with a chiropractor, you know, you would have to be sensitive to people that are in there getting, you know, they might not want to have that, but you could totally talk about, you know, educate people why they would want chiropractic. Why, you know, like, are there things I can do at home to adjust myself if I'm in pain or, or things like that? You know, there, there's always something you could do to bring people into an experience that they've never seen before to give them, you know, why would I like if, if with plumbing or whatever, I mean, there's always yeah. something. 
You just got to think outside the box. That's so do you think it's best to start with a strategy or without one? Or is it like, hey, you know, dive in, do some lives and see what works. And then based on like what you're comfortable with or what you're learning or seeing, then build a strategy. Well, and that's the thing. So when, when we started, we just started, you know, I mean, we didn't really have a strategy when we first started this. Like, really? I mean, we, we knew what we were going to cover a topic, but we didn't have a long term strategy. Uh, and that strategy started to appear as we saw what was happening with the people that were watching. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I would also say that you can actually, if you if you go live and you do certain things, there, there is strategy that you should start with. And, w- and which we know that now, you know, right, like when we got started, we didn't. So that's why the people that would be getting started now listening to this would have an advantage over where we were when we started because those strategies were created as we went along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the biggest mistake that you can do for your brand is you go on live and because you're uncomfortable, you don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens often? They're like sitting there. Well, nobody's here. Like um, staring at it. Well, I guess I'll sit here for another couple minutes. Yeah. But like the biggest thing is like pretending like there's a hundred people on no matter what, because that becomes a video that stays there afterwards. So even if you have a plan, and you're going to go live and there's nobody there, you act as if there's a hundred people yes. there. If there's one person on there, you act as if there's a hundred and you don't like, just like sit there and have a back and forth conversation with that one person because people watching afterwards are going to be like, well, this is fun. Weird. <laughs> They're just not going to watch. They're going to be like, mm, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. And then you might've lost a viewer for the future. But if you are, have a strategy to where you just talk about your content, then you stop and engage with that person a little bit. Then your content you know, there's, there's a formula uh, for that. I so that, that show flow. Yeah. Show so. flow. So that the viewer afterwards is like, Oh wow, this is kind of interesting. I would be like, I would like that. Then they like your page. Then they subscribe to your updates or whatever. And then they're getting notified when you go live and you start to build an audience. So I would say the thing that you should start with if you're nervous and you don't want to do, because there are a couple of mistakes and, and David just hit on them, but just to pinpoint these two mistakes that I really don't want you to make is uh, going on and doing the, can you hear me now? The yeah. like, just staring at it. Is this thing on? Like, I don't know. Tap, is tap, my tap, audio tap. working? Somebody let me know. Are you here? Uh, the second thing being the over-engagement, like not actually delivering any kind of value, right? So, and that's what a lot of people do. They'll be talking about content and then, they'll, oh, hey, Joe, I haven't seen you in a long time, man. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then they get back to the content. Oh, Mary, hey, what's yeah. up? You know, so it's like they're kind of all over the place where you want to just like have that flow where you do yeah. your content and then So engage. prepare, put, put bullet points down on some paper or at least think through it, right? The best thing that you can do right on one of your early videos is to go live, you introduce your you, you do a tease right and you say like hey i'm gonna show you uh or hey i'm, I'm trying out this live thing uh i'm a little uncomfortable uh, but i want to show you uh behind the scenes of my chiropractic office and what tools we use that kind of thing or just kind of walk you through our office and so you, you kind of start with that you tell them who you are and then you the, the easiest thing that you can do is any kind of behind the scenes, because that's easy for you as new to live video. You're not worried so much about what you say behind the scenes is pretty easy for most people because you're just showing people a physical space or a product that you use or something like that, that, you know, in and out. And then 
you know, that way you have kind of some points of what you want to cover and what you want to show. And then you, you know, with what David said, you, you break that up into the show flow uh, and you engage and then you show and then you engage and then you show. And that makes it a whole lot easier. Okay. So it sounds like just kind of to funnel in some of the points that you made. So one best thing you can do is just get started, pick up your phone and figure out, I guess, probably like how it works, how to get started profile versus Facebook page. Um, and then just getting going. And then as you are using the tool, make sure you're not doing the, you know, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> can anyone hear me? If you're live, it works. And if someone is watching, I'm sure that they'll tell you, Hey, I can't hear you or whatever. Exactly. And, and so you don't have to, you know, I think ask for that. Cause I feel like when people come on to the video, they're just, they're ready to dive in. They don't really want to wait except for the shows where it's like you have that kind of like waiting period to get mm-hmm. people in for Facebook to tell everybody to get people ready. But if it's a regular scheduled show, it's almost like old school TV. Like, Oh, I got to tune in at, at one o'clock for my soaps or whatever it was that you were in into at the time to, to, to get it. And by having well, Facebook we, to send you that reminder, it makes it so much easier. We still do the 10 minute countdown, no matter what. So we start our show, our show starts at 10 AM. So the people that know that they come at 10 AM shows already starting, but we do a 10 minute countdown because it takes about 15 minutes for you to reach peak viewers. But that 10 minutes is more for the new viewers. So it's for people that are just finding you. And the last thing you want is for them to potentially come in in the middle of a show. So you give them that 10 minute countdown and we actually make that part of the show. So it's not just like we're sitting there and there's music and it's counting down. We have a flow for that too. So that even the person that watches after the fact, it's still engaging. It's still part of the show. We're asking a question of the day. We're taking answers. We're engaging. And so that also gives the room time to fill up. And so we, we put that in, like, we've tried taking that away. We've tried changing the times and we've found 10 minutes to be the magic number uh, for the show before the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. So some people will, they'll do the timer and they'll just be like, they'll well, take that so... time to prepare actually. Yeah. Is what and you don't do. want to do that. You prepare before that. Then you go live and that 10 minutes is part of the show. It has to be part of the show because you know, <laughs> otherwise people it's, people, it's people's time. If you're going to give you yes. their time, you got to give them something, not just do, do, do. Right. And it's more for, you have to think, you, you don't just think about the people that are live. You have to think about the people that are coming in after as when it's a recorded video, because those people, if they come in, then they've got to fast forward through that 10 minutes. Now the live people don't have that option. But you want to make it so they don't have to fast forward through that 10 minutes. Because if I go and there's something going on and it's engaging, I'll watch even the countdown. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that people need to realize when you start live video is that most likely there will be zero people watching. And he touched on that earlier, but I, I think that's really important for people to know going in. And you've got to show up, like he said, and uh, just like for the replay viewers, right? But know that that is a very high, high likelihood. It depends on how much you've worked on engagement with your audience ahead of time, doing posts on social and other forms of connecting. Um, and if you haven't, uh, then you probably will have zero. <laughs> and and w- when we first started, I mean, we literally, when we first moved to Facebook, we were getting two to five viewers per show. And, and we just kept going, kept going, kept going. And now we're, you know, hitting over 100 viewers yeah. per show. And so... You know, it and, and that's we've been doing it for two years. 
a year and a half. Year and a half, and to, to just now be hitting a hundred. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, almost. <laughs> so it 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 is a long term strategy, but it has been. So when we jumped up to the higher level that we are, instantly once we changed our name to Live Streaming Pros and had that quality, we had big companies like GoDaddy and and that reaching out to us mm-hmm. to work with us um, because of that quality, and they wanted that quality as well. So. You know, you, you have to, the reason you have, because we had no idea that when we had 10 viewers, 15 viewers, GoDaddy was one of them, right. you know, so your biggest client could be one of those five viewers watching. So you really want to make sure that you're acting as if your best client is on every single show. Numbers truly don't matter. It's mm-hmm. the quality of the viewers. Yeah, that's great. And um, one of the things I love about the the show that they do is that it's just fun and silly and relatable. And, you know, it's kind of like, I found my people. And I think that that's ultimately what you want everyone to say about your business. Mm-hmm. So pick up your phone, start figuring out the best way to become the best at something is to start practicing and having a whole lot of bad lives and bad videos and and it kind of just goes kind of for everything. You know, your first, you need your first pancake. Everyone does. Yeah. And so. Well, and, and don't be hard on yourself if your first couple aren't like, you know, what the, the instinct is, oh man, that was horrible. I'm going to take it down. But you, you want people to go with you on that journey because then they relate to you more. They watch you get better. They watch that progression. And so it's like they're invested in an outcome, Right. Uh, and if you keep taking that down, there's nothing for them to invest in. So, so they, they aren't seeing that, that vulnerability at the beginning that really makes them connect with you and become super fans to watch you on this journey of growth, which is basically what it is because you'll see somebody like we've had so many students start off and they're shaky and their camera looks like crap. And you know, like their audio is like all weird. But then they progress. The next show is better. Then it's better. Then it's better. And now, you know, we've got people that went from just level one and now they're level four and they've got TV quality shows and they're just like completely blown away. And so is their audience because they, you know, because we told them, take your audience on that journey with you. They did. And now they've got, you know, fans for life because people connect at such a deep level through that process. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by All-in-One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month. All-in-One started with a mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they are stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility no matter what military life demands of them. With packages starting at just $125 a month, All-in-One will help your business grow through social media with custom graphics, daily posts, targeted Facebook advertising and more. All-in-One's packages cover all your social media marketing needs with unlimited support and feedback, as well as advice for posting and marketing that you can do yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com today to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com. And now back to the show. So let's maybe talk about a couple of tips for people based on, you know, little things that they can do to do better. So I think my first question is, is it better to go live vertically or horizontally? Uh, so visually speaking, uh, you know, we're, we actually prefer as humans, uh, the landscape. Um, Oh, I thought you meant standing up or laying down. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Just kidding. This way or this way. Yeah. <laughs> so landscape is is better. However, uh, Facebook does. You know, we're kind of testing still to see if if port if they prefer portrait. It, it, it doesn't seem to make any difference in terms of views. In terms of live. When, and where they're getting the stat yeah. for the square videos is the videos that we see with the text across the top and bottom yeah. because those square. get a virility to them. So that's like, well, everybody's like, well, if it's square videos that are performing the best, that must carry over to live too. Right. Um, but where we've not seen anything mm -hmm. that shows that that is better because you can't really get the same quality that you can in a 16-9 aspect ratio. Uh, I mean, especially if you have two people on the screen, right? Like there's, there's so little room yeah. for one person uh, versus two. So we always say go landscape. That way you have a, a more quality image. But again, that depends on what you're doing. If you're doing a live stream with your phone mm -hmm. uh, and you're just facing your camera, it's totally fine to do those. So I, I'll do mine yeah, when do I do those. Sometimes. I do them in portrait mode now. Uh, whereas if I'm bringing somebody to show them something, I'll turn it into to portrait or landscape so that I can show more of the environment I'm wanting them to see. If it's just me talking head, I face it toward me because then I can see the comments and all that other stuff. Yeah. So. The one thing you want to avoid is the up the nose shot though. If, if you're holding it like you hold your phone normally, then you're tending to just hold it down here in a comfortable spot and looking down at it. And that's a terrible, yep, you're terrible, getting <laughs> terrible solution. Nostril shot the whole time. So bring it up eye level is what you want to do. <laughs> Those are great tips for sure. So on the topic of engagement with a lot of live streaming stuff, it has like tap for hearts or hit those like buttons or smiley faces and stuff. How do you think it's best to use those sorts of things in a live stream? So the best thing that you can do is get engagement pretty early on. So, you know, as, as soon as you have people showing up, you want to be asking for the engagement. And the thing is, is you have to ask for it. People are not going to do it without the ask. And the best thing that you can do is ask for an easy win, what I call the easy win. And that's asking people to either comment or do a reaction of some kind. So with comments, it's a yes or a no, or a scale of one to 10. You're asking a, what I would call question of the day, um, where it's a specific question that relates to the topic uh, so that you can get the engagement and, and get interaction from people. Um, but then uh, if you wanna ask for hearts or likes or wow faces, just ask for it, uh, but you've got to give people a reason to do so too, right? And so if you're going to ask for a heart, uh, what's the reason that you're that they're giving you a heart? Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be things like, can you hear me, right? It should be uh, like, right. <laughs> is everyone like, having a great day? Hit that yeah. thumbs if you're up happy button. And you know it, hit the heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's great. Um, so if someone's going to have their phone, which do you think is more important for them to get if they want to maybe like make a little, a little bit of extra effort? Do you think it's a mic? Do you think it's a tripod? Where are those lenses? A lens? Um, they're upstairs on my desk. All right, I'm going to go grab those really quick. Um, <laughs> he's going to go grab some gear. <laughs> so podcast people, we also do a video recording of this. So if you ever want to see our, our lovely guests in any of our shows, you can always go find them on YouTube. We load them up the week after 
our podcast. But yeah, I know for me, for my phone, what I got, the first thing I got was a tripod because I found that I was talking with my hands with the phone. And so it was a little like motion sickness y. And yeah. then I remember I got, I have a mic. That's not handy, of course. I have a mic I, I got for my phone to help make my sound better because I live in a big empty house in Korea and it's very echoey. And I was noticing that I was getting a lot of like, yeah, hello, how are you? So, and so that's, those are the upgrades I made. But I'm curious is like what you yeah. think are the best things for people to do that are small, easy, and maybe cheap upgrades to get started with this. One thing before you get to the tech part is, is the way you hold your phone is massively important if you're not going to add tech, right? And so a lot of people will wind up scraping their mics on their phone, which is a bad experience. And that's the kind of stuff that I refer to as pro hacks is that it's a, it's a, you can actually make a big difference just using your phone by having a firmer grip on your phone as well. So now you can. Yeah. And not and, and exactly not holding it like this, where your hand is scraping the microphone. So people are here. That's a no, no. How did and, that go again? And then you your, got your, like, your radios are not messed up guys. <laughs> that was an intended sound. <laughs> so you've got like, this is a called a moment lens. And these are quite expensive, but they do have, these are like a hundred bucks a lens, but they do have cheaper versions and you can find like Oleo clips, Olo clips. Now you, now you made me forget. Uh, Olo. Olo clips. Uh, just, if you just look for lenses for iPhone or Android on Amazon, you'll find a whole bunch of them and just go by the ratings. These are the ones I like the best, but if you, you know, that comes with a case and then these lenses, basically you just put it on like this twist. And now I've got a wide angle. Let me show on the camera here. So you guys know what he's talking about. It's, you can essentially, that's awesome. You can essentially buy lenses for your phone. Like you can buy a lens for like a high quality camera and they come with Mm -hmm. a case so that you can put the lens over where your cameras are. And usually they're for their back facing lenses, but they also have like front facing lenses, those selfie lenses. And so when you go watch the video, because I know everyone's going to go do that. You'll see how he did that. Um, and so you think then a lens. Well, is what a, a, lens tool. Does, a lens can help because it improves the quality and gives you more that you can see, right? So you can widen the shot a little bit. Okay. You can get the telephoto, which zooms it in a little bit. Um, but you know, another thing that's really important is audio because audio is something that if the audio is not good, you know, the video can be okay, but right. if the audio is bad, people will leave. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Oops. <laughs> I have a, 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 a video mic from yep. Rode and it just yep. plugs right into my, um, headphone my headphone jack. jack on my phone. And uh, one of the things that I, I tell people that was a, an interesting hack that I discovered is make sure your headphone jack is not near your lens on your phone because then the lens is in the way of the of the or the mic is in the way of the lens, which I yep. found out with the Google Pixel, which yeah. is why I don't own the Google Pixel. Um, and so it makes it easy. So it just these little upgrades, and this mic was like fifty nine dollars on Amazon. Yeah. You know, you can buy little upgrades for your tech, like one 
one little piece at a time as you continue to investigate better. I and mean, they even have mobile lapel mics if you, you know, cause like the way you want to think about it is look at the environment you're going to be in. If you're somebody who's doing an outdoor show, you want to get the microphone closer to your mouth. So a shotgun and sometimes doesn't work like the little one you've got, the video mm-hmm. might go because it's catching everything. Whereas if you put a lapel close, you're going to get better audio. So just look at what you're using live for. If you're in a louder environment, you want to get the microphone as close to your mouth as possible. Uh, but if you're indoors or at an event or something like that, those shotgun mics work really well. Awesome. I think the last thing I want to touch on that's just because I am currently playing with the two and you had mentioned it earlier at the start of the show and that's 360 video. Mm-hmm. So what is 360 video and what are some maybe f- fun ways that people can use it in maybe like a way that they don't think with, they don't think about maybe. Well, so I look at 360 video as an immersive experience. So it's able to actually bring people into an environment a lot different than you would on a normal basis because with regular video, it's 2D. It's like just you're just seeing one side of something. Whereas 360, I can put up a video and you can turn it around and see the entire environment. Um, and I actually got a camera that I'm, I was actually going to test right when we're done here. I'm going to go live in 360 uh, to, to test that out. But, you know, because that is coming and that's something that we're working on. But it's just it allows people. So like if you were at a pizza shop and you set it on the counter, you could see the people in the background eating, but you could also see the people making the pizza. You could just spin and watch the pizza maker, spin and watch people, you know, and it just allows people to almost be there. So if you've got a bar, let's say, and you've got a really cool environment like a patio or something and you set it on the inside, let people see, oh, there's a patio, you got a lake view, like they can just see all of the parts of your, the experience you're creating in your location. Yeah, a musician or something. Yeah, I got I got the gyroptic lens right before we went to Japan and I was able to take really great like 360 selfies mm-hmm. um you know at Tokyo Disneyland at you know the various museums at a um Van Gogh exhibit at different um shrines and stuff like that to show off the environment. I didn't ever get to do one on the train, which I really wanted to do, but because it lit I wanted to be able to show people how insanely packed it was. But it was so packed I couldn't even like move my arms to like yeah. do anything. So but I think it's a really fun way to show again more behind the scenes mm-hmm. in like a really fun and unique way. And I was um looking through your profile like I do on a random basis. And I saw that you were doing cool, like selfie pictures with the, the three sixties too. So if you're looking to get really advanced guys have getting always looking to three sixty video and photos to have next level immersion. Well, and I look at that as like a side thing because a lot of people don't even know how to manipulate 360 video yet. So always do your videos of the behind the scenes and stuff, but have that as an extra, you know, like, okay, here's also a 360 of the same experience for the people that want to do that because it's really not to the mainstream yet. Like if a, you know, there are some people that obviously they don't know what to do when they see a 360 video, they, they move their phone and it doesn't mean they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, what's I, going on? I get the such a so much less engagement actually on my 360 photos than mm-hmm. I do like posting pictures of the same thing. So I understand exactly, exactly what you're saying. People don't know how to manipulate it yet. So, but that's coming. So the cool thing is with Facebook, when I upload a 360 video in the Facebook process of uploading, I can pick time codes 
and move the camera to where I want people to see. So I'm actually creating a video at that point that moves around that whole 360 environment uh, because Facebook owns Oculus, which is the VR goggles um, that you that you wear. So you can actually look around in that environment like like you're in there and you're able to set that up on Facebook so that that camera moves around or people can move it themselves, whichever you want. So that does make it easier for people that don't know how to do it. But I think 360 is still in its infancy, but it's definitely uh, like we're getting ready to go all in on 360 on my Geeks Live channel. So we're going to be doing everything, shooting in a 360 environment, not pr- putting out 360 video. But like, I don't know if you saw the Nerf gun video. I did. I loved the Nerf gun video. That was yes. brilliant. Yeah. So it's going to be stuff like that where we I'll can make sure, I'll make sure to include that video actually in the show notes. It's awesome. A guy basically made a 3D printed amount for a, a Nerf gun. And put it on the very end of his Nerf gun. And he's going around like firing it. And he does it in a really fun, unique way. And it's it's fantastic. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to actually have a war. And we're going to set up several 360 cameras. And each of us are going to have one on our Nerf guns. And it's going to be... It's going to be insane. I will be at the park or Starbucks or something when that happens. (laughs) Yeah. But the big sign is don't hit me or die. (laughs) Right. Well, I think that we covered a lot of really great things today. So that people know like how to get started. I think the number one takeaway guys is just pick up your phone and start. And that's going to be with anything that you have to start before you know what you like and don't like and what's going to work and not work. You know, you, you, we got a lot of great tips about, how to get started, what you can do, ways to upgrade, things that you can do while you're talking and what not to do while you're talking, how to hold your camera, you know, um, how to get more engagement on those pages. So really, you know, this might be a, a two listen one guy, so you can really like process all the different steps and things to do. And of course, reference or show notes if you want to get a hold of Laura and David. Um, Guys, how can people follow you, find you, hire you, whatever that may be? <laughs> uh, you can find us at livestreamingpros.com. We do uh, live shows three days a week. So Tech Tuesdays with David, uh, live video strategy tech, with me, live video, taco Tuesdays. <laughs> live video Tech Taco Tuesdays. Um, <laughs> <That's last piece>. <laughs> <laughs> strategy on Wednesdays and Thursday live video news. So that's at 10 a.m. Pacific and we'd love to see you there and be sure to say hi. <laughs> yes, engage. If you're into tech and geeky stuff, I do a channel called Geeks Life. So if you just search that Geeks Life on Facebook, YouTube, whatever, you'll find me there doing stuff with Nerf guns and 360. <laughs> well, I know I personally can't wait. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it so much. And to everybody listening, thank you so much. I think we have another show planned for the end of the year. And then we're out. We're about done with 2017 and heading to 2018, where we have, of course, more great shows to look forward to and more information to keep you guys up to date on what you can be doing to help. Make sure that your message doesn't get lost in the feed. Until next time, guys, I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All-in-One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.